Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back to the third hour of The Adventures of Bradley and Dawn. I'm the Bradley. The Dawn will be back on Monday, and the Stephanie is here. I was Stephanie just say, Can we keep referring to Dawn in like the third person? The Dawn. The Dawn. She is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Age of Aquarius. Now, while I know the audience would love to hear you sing for the next hour, because um, I was just getting to the real the chorus good part. part. Harmony and understanding. Okay, we're sorry. <laughs> we'll stop. Um, Prince when I'm Tra- in my car, I like it when you sing. Oh, thank I you. Do. I do. Prince Charles laughed off uh, one of his subjects' plea to bring back Harry the other day. Um, I just want to know, honestly, Stephanie, I want to know what you think about Harry and Meghan. We, as a show, have been doing our Not a Book Club because, you know, Lori and Julia have a book club. Uh-huh. We don't, so we call ours Not a Book Club, but we're all listening to spare which is literally prince harry reading to us his book it is so darn uncomfortable to hear him talking about his uh unit in the context of his feelings about his dead mother it's a little weird in his own voice that's a little weird but that's like a small part honey Okay, fine. I'm still stuck. I mean, on it's it. a small part. I can't even get. And past you're stuck it. on his small no, part. Sorry. I, I yeah. Jokes. It, no, I want to know what you really because we haven't talked about yeah. royal stuff before. You were saying earlier that I'm a real. Maybe royal you watcher. and Lori can't talk about no, we things can't. in the same room. So tell I me. have. I have very little time for Meghan Markle. Ooh. Okay. I have more time and energy for Prince Harry just because I feel like. Uh, I feel like he has kind of a traumatic past. Yeah. I am a big fan of the monarchy, and I feel like it has been in some respects ruined. Also, I know that it's flawed. I know that they're terrible people. I know that the monarchy and the royal rada and all of those things. I know all of these things. Yeah. However, it is still the monarchy, (laughs) and it has gone on for a hundred years, hundreds of years. It is your birthright. And you don't just get to shirk it off because you didn't like it. And I got feels. So did you, um, first of all, are you reading the book? Have you read the book? I am not reading the book. I, when I was traveling, I saw, count them, eight men on a beach all reading it. Oh, yeah. I'm not Not women, men. I thought that was like, I don't, you don't see men reading very often, number one. Number two, and I'm grossly generalizing here, but they tend to read like, you know, the Da Vinci Code or, you know, more thrillery things. Yeah. So like that there are all these men on this beach reading Spare. I was like, wow, this is so odd. And my husband's like, why is that weird? Like, I'd read it. I'm like, you would? Well, yeah, because I think here's what I find so fascinating. So I actually think it's probably a good or not a good thing, but I I find it interesting that you have because like you and I would not agree on this issue because are you i i well you know what i've been on my own journey i'm just gonna claim my own journey and my own journey is one this book has been so enlightening for me about harry and megan i think the did you did you watch the documentary oh yes okay oh all it did was reaffirm my belief that she's 
Oh. Dare I say a gold digger? Oh my God, <laughs> Stephanie Hansen! Dare I say using no. him for fame and well, fortune? You and I are not going to agree on anything. Then. No, I know. Uh, because I think that is the f- because I think the documentary and the book have both sort of uh, disabused me of any notion that there is not a coordinated campaign against these two because of the threat they are perceived to be by the institution that is the royal family. Okay, but at any time, yeah. like, just think, play back the wedding. Play back the wedding of when they got married and the complete adulation of the world, of the British people. Everybody was so excited about Harry and Meghan and Harry and Meghan. And somehow they managed to turn that whole love fest into a moment where he's talking about his weird unit in the context of a Zed Yeah, but you're picking out like one tiny little thing in a book that is so much more than that. That's why I asked whether you read the book, because I think it would change your perspective. About- what is it hasn't. It has reaffirmed my perspective that he's not the brightest bulb, oh my God. that they are very she's sheltered people. All in. But you haven't read the book. No, no, haven't so read I'm the book. Saying- I did watch the Netflix series. Yeah. Which I is, felt you like know, she which reaffirmed was, which is herself. Totally... He reaffirmed himself. Yeah. When they're at the kindergarten and the lady, the kindergarten teacher brings out the book and the first page is Megan saying that she's going to be famous when she's in kindergarten. Well, who didn't do that? Okay. I wanted to be president of the United States it's in my yearbook. Good point. I'm not. And how do you think she met Harry? What do you mean? How did she meet Harry? I don't know. How they did she meet him? They met friends on social what media. What friends? They have mutual friends. Were the friends Beatrice oh my God. and She's Jack? Like, I don't. Do you have what is going? Was she friends with? <laughs> you work for King Prince Charles. Andrew, perhaps. I came here to talk. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I came here to talk to you about, uh, you know, whether or not he was going to show up at the coronation, and she's wearing her. He can't show up at the coronation. Why not? Because he's burned his bridge. He burned his bridge. Yeah, he but- could have <clears throat> originally. Mm-hmm. He could have originally. Saved himself from the Oprah interview, and now he can't. I would say that, that actually the royal family burned the bridge because in the telling, and again, I would just encourage you to read the book, it becomes clear to me that there are people who grew as a result of what was going on behind the scenes, and those people who grew were Prince Harry and Meghan. Less Meg- this book is not really about Meghan. You don't, Meghan doesn't factor into this book until, I don't know, Mike, what would you say, like the last three last hours third, or so? Maybe, yeah, out of 15 hours, it'd probably be the last four to five hours at the most. And it's really about his journey and the way his family, you know, I'm not saying I don't blame that family for trying to protect themselves and not be honest and open about what's going on, because to your point, it's an institution that they're trying to protect. Correct. But it has wrought all of this like emotional damage, and they're much more concerned with protecting their own images in the institution than they are the emotional damage that they've it's their job like, taken out but 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 it doesn't have to be there's no it way that it's says job. but they it they don't have to wreak they don't have emotional to be damage people, on exactly but it is their job but again my takeaway from the book was that he did a lot of work on himself you know with the help of a therapist and i'm happy his about brother that. and his mother have clear or his brother and his father rather have not done that work no, and I'm not, I mean, Prince Charles is no shining example of humanity. Let's yeah. just go there. Nor is Camilla, nor is Will. I mean, I I feel pretty similarly about all these people that they're probably horrible people, but they are the institution of the monarchy and that exists. 
Well, even if they're not horrible people, they're just people who haven't learned how to be healthy in a relationship with one another. And that's but what's who clear. Has? Like, look at everyone's You've family. You've done work, like, Stephanie, please. You got like you a, are a much better Uncle person. Larry in every family. Yeah, but it's not your entire family and they're all out to get you. Well, and it's not playing out on a royal stage. But, you know, this idea, like, we just want to be left alone Lori, and, and you can't family. be in a room together. Because Go hide in Kensington Palace then. You could have done that. Yeah, but people before you did. But there's but if you don't have to, why would you? I mean, there's no obligation for him. He's not going to be king. There is literally zero obligation for him to support that family's institution any longer. Well, besides the fact that it's the monarchy and it exists and you have royal lineage and it's your responsibility to the monarchy. Yeah, but you don't have to. I mean, look at him. He's got a he's got a life. Then you have to do what the other people that didn't want to do it, like Prince Wallace. Well, they did because they basically kicked him to the curb and said no security for you. And they're doing just fine. Yeah, because, well, here we go. You know what, Stephanie? We Here's what we're going to do. We're we going to agree. I got feels. No, you're entitled to your feels. And, and I I'm really grateful do. that you shared them. I like Prince Harry as a human being. I feel sad for him. I feel like what happened to his mother is completely tragic. And all of it is because they're royals. I think we'll chip in and get you a copy of the Audible <laughs> book. Because I want you to listen to him okay, talk you, for 15 hours. And then you're going to come back to me and tell me what you think. Okay, I'll just do it. Fine. I'll just read thank it you. and I'll do it. When we when we come I'll do it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Uh, uh, all right. When we come back, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes is sitting here going, Girl, this He's is a like, little uncomfortable. Go. <laughs> but you've got some movie options for us to watch this weekend if we're not listening to Harry's uh Spare. when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Hey, my talkers, Bradley here for my good friends at Hero. Callhero.com. Whether it's heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, air ducts, Hero can help around your home. Now, this time of year, you're probably not going to want them out for your AC, but when it comes to your heating, you've got a furnace. You've got something keeping your house warm. If you've got any problems, any issues, I want you to just call Hero because you're if you do give them a call, you're going to get $57 off your furnace repair. So pick up the phone, callhero.com. You'll be good to go. Then if you've got any other issues around the home, any time of the year, if you've got electrical issues, uh, air ducts you want to get cleaned, you name it, Hero is there for you. They've been doing this in the Twin Cities now for over 100 years. So literally, there is not a problem they haven't seen that they are not able to fix. I know this because they've been out to our homes several times this year. And they'll come out to yours. Lickety split. Just give them a call. Call Hero.com today. And don't forget to tell them Bradley sent you. Chanhassen Dinner. Welcome back to the adventures of Bradley and Dawn with Stephanie Hansen today. And exhausted. Are you? Well, are just you? we're yeah. I, we've got all this. Well, you take Megan a nap because Paul McGuire <laughs> Grimes is here, and he's got things for us to watch this weekend. There are a lot of really great movies in theaters right now. No matter what you want to see, no matter what you're in the mood for. Please tell me, Magic Mike is good. It is good, depending on what you're in, what you're looking for. That is what's I'm fascinating. For about, hot men and thongs. There is hot Stripping. men. There's some stripping. I would say that this movie is more just about the world of dance. It's kind of a Bridgerton meets Magic Mike experience because oh. the character of Mike, oh, I like that. The character of Mike is now retired from dancing. Selma Hayek's character is this wealthy socialite woman that is going through a divorce. She hires him to kind of revamp and choreograph a show that's playing at her theater in London, which is a period drama. So he comes in not really wanting to do it, and then hires dancers to then put on the show. And there is some hot 
dancing in it. I've heard there's hot dancing, but I did see uh, our good friend Chris Hewitt say not enough clothes came off. That is true. I mean, it's less. It's the premise of what they're trying to do is like tantalize women and like revamp their Ending. sexuality and sexual needs and give them the, the passion back. Okay, I'm it's, all about it. Yeah. I'm like on the edge of my seat. I mean, the... the but is and, it like over the top schlocky in a, in a delightfully campy way? No, no. I would say oh. it, it's like almost kind of like the... So Steven Soderbergh does like his auteur low budget oh, sure. kind of vibe and that's what this feels like. It's kind of a... Like if you're going to go out with a bang, they didn't do that with this one. It's like a low film festival, low budget. We shot this over like two weeks maybe. Hmm. Put it out there. Interesting. Yeah. And Selma is great. She took over for a different actress, Tandaway Newton. Um, and she makes that character all her own. Like I can't imagine a different actress and what she does. And she's she's, pretty excellent. She's excellent. She's my husband's gimme. Yeah, I got to interview both of them and they were both fun. Who's your gimme? Uh Brad Pitt. Okay. Even though he smells. Um, what? Yeah. He smells? <laughs> he does. Okay. It just, it's, it's you know, we talk about three movies here, and they're all very different types of movies, depending on what you're looking for. But I had fun with it. Three okay. out of five. Okay, so three out of five ain't bad. Not bad. And I'm seeing this in theaters or it's streaming? In theaters. I'm sure it'll be on HBO Max down the road, but right now it's in theaters. Yeah. All right, do you want to talk about, what do you want to talk about first? Knock at the Cabin, that's the M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah, that is great. Oh, so his yeah. can be either like fives well, or Well, that twos. was my question. Is it a I five or I gave it four out of five. Okay. Oh. So it's based on this book called A Knock at the Cabin. The book is called The Knock at the End of the Woods. I don't remember what the book is called. Doesn't matter. But the premise <laughs> okay. is that there are these, this group of four invaders do a home invasion on this gay couple and their child and say, you need to sacrifice one of them in order to save the world. What? That is an impossible... That also and then seems rather like biblical. snowballs into like, wait a minute, are they like these, for lack of a better word, QAnon conspiracy theorists that believe the end of the world is here and then they turn on the TV and all of a sudden there's like a, like a hurricane destroying the world or there's a virus taking over. So like they're predicting things that are happening and it's leading this family to figure out what are we what are we doing here? So you got the oh. the home invasion, you've got like conspiracy theories, you've got the end of the world. An impossible, oh, an impossible decision. Yeah. And decision. Dave Batista plays as it were. Yeah, literally. Um Dave Batista plays the main bad guy and he's excellent in it. But he also doesn't do the bad guy shtick either. You're like, I don't really believe you, but like you're compelling mm-hmm. and you're not quite what I think you are, but are you? And then Rupert Grint. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Very not Ron uh-huh. Weasley in it. And then Jonathan Groff and um, Ben Aldrich play the, the gay couple in it. And their young daughter is really great in the movie, too. Like, it's a beautiful gay love story at the at, 
And then you see flashbacks into their whole relationship. I'm enjoying all this gay love story business lately. Yeah. And if you've never seen, yep. If you've not seen Spoiler Alert, now on Peacock, which I absolutely loved, Ben Aldrich is also in that. He's having a moment right now. He's delicious. Spoiler Alert on Peacock. Yeah. It's based on a true story from Michael Osiello. And obviously, no spoiler alerts for The Knock at the Cabin. Um, Do we get a, a good M. Night Shyamalan experience? I will say that the end is not a twist. But it's a reveal. Okay. And I am very torn on it. Oh, okay. Well, that makes this one to see it. You gave it It makes sense. Four out of five. five. Yeah. I really enjoyed it overall. It gets you thinking for sure. Okay. Sounds like the menu with like a weird twist. What did you think about the menu? I had fun with it, but like it's. It's satire. It's dark as all get up. You can't really recommend it to people unless you know their like proclivities for movies. Right. I recommended it to my okay. I recommended it to my husband because I know how much, I know what he feels about yep. like hoity-toity foodies sure. and yeah, that yeah. scene. I'm like, you will love what this movie says. But if you are at all like grossed out or like think it's too weird, you wouldn't like it. Yeah, yeah. and it's a slow burny. Yeah. Like, what is happening? I just got kind of ticked off about the end and um, some of the things that left that were unresolved for sure. But I, you know, the actors in it were great. Hong Chao was fantastic oh as the God. manager. Yeah. She's Oscar nominated this year for The Whale. Oh, I, know I, still I still haven't that. seen the you whale. You don't need to. Oh, oh, ouch. Okay, well, saved us that trouble. <laughs> Thank you. Brandon is great. Hong is great. Sadie Sink is great. But I have a lot of problems with how they tell that story. Okay. Okay, well, that's good to know. Hey, um, let's get to 80 for Brady. Oh, my gosh. If you want fun and entertaining, and these four women, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, just radiate joy and happiness on screen. And how they are, they love football, they love Tom Brady, and they're like, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. So they go to the Super Bowl and all of the antics that are involved in it, and it's based on a true story of these group of five women who are in their 80s that decide to go and do this. It is so fun. They all plan to play into their brands. You know, you have Jane Fonda who writes sexy fanfic over Gronk. Yep. And Lily Tomlin is really like the, the glue that's holding their friendship all together. Sally Field plays this former math teacher who's loved in, into statistics. And it just is, a, it just, it's great to see them on screen together and they play so well together. It's funny and you have a good time. You don't even need to be a sports person or a football person yep. to have a good time with this. What'd you rank it? Um, three, at a, three and a half out of five. And I will say he got to interview the cast. That's definitely. pretty impressive. Yeah. I mean, that's um, a cast. All, all four of the women. I interviewed Billy Porter. He gave some great just words of wisdom, life advice. That was phenomenal. And the four were hysterical. I just don't know how you can interview like Jane Fonda, Sally Field, Lily Tomlin, and Rita Moreno. You just kind of let them go. Like I, mean, I would ask a question and they all just played off each other so well. And I think I maybe got two or three in because I, they I would just, just forget that I was there and be like, that. <laughs> oh, I'm I, sorry. You wanted me to ask you a question. <laughs> um, what's your favorite color? It's, Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of just I'm me like, just like icon, and googling. I know. That's like, why you're the professional, Paul. I don't know. I do get oogly and googly just like everyone else would. Where do we watch your oogly googlies? Paul strips <laughs> the movies on YouTube. Um, go click that subscribe. Lots of interviews, reviews. I'm on TikTok now as well. Oh, look Paul's at him on literature. TikTok. Going, Paul. Great. I, I it's see just you a on brand TikTok. new audience. I'm, yeah, on, it's, I'm on. It's fun. I don't you know, do I, anything. I just I do work. a lot of just like TikTok exclusive things. And I have to remember, keep them short. No, you're hey. great. Thank All you. right. Are you going to be on Twin Cities Live today? Yes, we're going to see those Channing Tatum interviews. We're going to see the Billy Porter interview. Was he wearing a shirt when you interviewed 
he was a white t-shirt, so I pretended that it was off. Oh, my God. And <laughs> it made it off. You are a true professional, Paul McGuire, <laughs> from Ace. From Paul's... with my x-ray eyes. <laughs> Paul, I can see your nipples. <laughs> Paul's trip to the movies.com and catch him on Twin Cities Live in just a little bit on Channel 5. When we come back, Steph's got more food fun for us to enjoy this weekend. We're going to talk some food, and I know we're, we're not talking about... We'll be right back. <laughs> Glorious food. That's what I spend most of my weekend thinking about or doing or eating. And luckily, Stephanie Hansen is in today for Dawn. She'll be back on Monday. You're listening to the last couple segments. Oh, God, it went so fast, Stephanie. Now, you haven't told me what you're going to make for the big game. You know, I hadn't even thought about it because, like a lot of people, it's not like the biggest thing on my. But schedule. isn't it just a reason to snack? It is a reason to snack, and so then uh, when we were hanging out with Alex earlier eating uh, pita and hummus, I um, started thinking, "Oh God, what am I going to make?" And I'm thinking I'm going to do chicken wings if I can still find some. Yeah, someone said that their grocery store was sold out. Um, instant pot chili is a good one too. Beef chili—that's a oh, recipe sure. on my site that gets a lot of traction. Because chili's pretty easy. Do you know what we did last night that I would totally have done for Sunday had I thought about it in advance is tacos. You know, but I do like the carnitas. I'll roast them in the oven all day and then um, like I'll a make pork tortillas. Shoulder. Yep, I'll do the tor- uh, the pork shoulder in the oven all day and then um, make corn tortillas fresh. And oh my god, it's so good. yeah. But that would be great for Super Bowl because then you can just put out all the fixins, get some chips, some guac, and just kind of. Okay, have you heard about the super quesadillas? No, what is this? Okay, so imagine, I have to like describe this to you, okay? okay. You have a, sh- a, a jelly roll sheet pan. Okay. Okay, and you're going to put two round tortillas in the center. Okay. Then you're going to put tortillas all around, like in a rectangle around those two that are hanging over the side of your pan. Oh, okay. Okay. Now you're going to like make some like ground beef, turkey, black beans, whatever you want to put inside your quesadilla. And you're going to like put that in the middle. And then you are going to put like your onions, your red peppers, whatever, your cheese. Yeah. Now you're going to put two more rounds in the center of your rectangle sheet pan. I can pan, see where we're going, yep. And then you're going to fold up okay. along and make like a giant tortilla envelope. Oh my God. Then you're going to take your second sheet pan and you're going to spray the bottom of it because you're going to spray the top of your tortillas and the bottom of your top sheet pan and you're going to press this thing down and you're going to put like weights on it or cast iron pans, whatever, and you're going to stick that in the oven. Oh. So you're going to get that quesadilla crispiness on the top of the tortilla pile that you've made and also on the bottom because you sprayed the bottom sheet pan. Yep. And inside is all your ooey chewy goodness. And then you take it out of the oven when it's done. You take off your top sheet pan. It's all brown and crispy and it's in this big giant Uh, rectangle. And then you cut little squares. Oh my God, that's genius. Sour cream. Do I have to have a party to make that or can I just make that for myself? No, you could make it for yourself. And also here's another way. Like if you think about a pizza pan. Well, I was just thinking, could I do like a a small version with like either a pizza pan or a cake tin or something? You could do like a a round pizza pan. Yep. And you just have then one round and then kind of go all the way around in a circle. I've got a pizza pan that has, it's like the top has holes in it. And then the bottom is actually like almost like a little tray. Okay. So I could put the 
Yes. And then, yeah. And yeah, then yeah, you yeah, have yeah. the top one. Yeah. So two pizza yes. pans, however you do it. And same oh my spray God. it. And then you cut wedges, not squares. Yeah. Oh, I am all in. Where did you Super put Super quesadilla. That? I saw it. I don't know. I saw it. Like sometimes, you know, you're just scrolling. You're just like, right click. What are you right making? Click. Um, All it's the things? A, you know, my husband's been traveling. Okay. And someone's been cooking for him for a week. A friend of his. So I'll probably like see what he wants. I have all the chicken wings that I made. I could reheat those. Yeah. Or I could do chili. Uh, I mean, I always do chili. I always do nachos. I always do like big game day food. We've done, we used to do, when Ellie was little, we would do um, fondue. Oh, yum. But I haven't done fondue in a hundred years, but. I would really like to make a pickle pot roast and I haven't made that since last winter. I think I saw you. I have not, but I think I've seen your recipe before and I get like, I only get skittish for Jamie because I I think I would hear, I would not hear the end of it. Like pickles in the pot (laughs) roast. He's very like open-minded, but mm, sometimes I have to like not tell him what we're doing. Right. And then say, what do you think of that? And like, for example, when I put the pickle juice into our, um, you know, uh, whatever you call it, cabbage and sausage yep. surprise. And uh, I didn't, didn't tell know. him. He didn't know. And he's like, yeah. that was really good. And I was like, there's pickle juice in there. <laughs> he's like, well, I'm glad you didn't tell me. <laughs> I love like those that, but... like surprises. Yeah. But yeah, but no, I like the idea of a pickle pot roast, but I'm particularly little... like I have pickles that I bet it helps like break down the meat and makes it even more. It tender. does. And the pickles, if you're using like sliced canned pickles that you've canned, they kind of break down too. So you just cut them up like real small and little tiny little bits bits and bits and chunks. <laughs> bits and chunks. <laughs> and then you do your slow cooker chuck roast. Yeah. And then that makes like a gravy. What's your favorite weeknight meal that you just like your go to this Fettuccine. time? Fettuccine. Really? Yeah. I, I make was not a lot. expecting you to say that. I know. It's not good for you, but it's so easy to just like boil up some noodles and put a little bit of cream in a pan with some butter and a little knob of garlic that you minced and you're on your way oh my god i could eat creamy pasta in any form any day of the week wow okay i try to make pasta at least once a week and i have not made a creamy pasta yet this year oh boy that's like because i I think it's like oh that's complicated not at all you just like a quarter cup of cream third of a cup you kind of let it bubble up a little bit till it gets a little thicker can i use kefir i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) what are you eating kefir cheese in Everything toast. Oh my god, it's amazing on toast. Is it like Labna, where it's yeah. like thick yogurty cheese? Yep, exactly. It's okay. I mean, you can make it with yogurt. Actually, if you just take yogurt, and I have a little cheese press thing that I bought online that you can, you know, that you can, which is, you know, you don't need that, but you can either put it in like a if you have a uh, what's the word I'm looking for a bag like a nut milk bag. <laughs> okay, I know that sounds. Like... I'm sorry. I can't I'm even sorry. hear the word. Like a little canvas, milk. not a canvas bag, but you know what I mean? That material, yeah. like, what is it called? It's not cheesecloth, mesh. but it's mesh. Yeah. A um, mesh nut cloth bag. Yeah. It sounds well, like someone's like if, underpants. For people who make, you know, their own nut milk. I just had to interview these people that make this delicious I'm nut sorry. milk. And every time I said the word nut milk, I, know, I like I secretly know. giggled inside. But anyway, you strain the, it just strains yeah. the whey off of it. And then it turns into like a spreadable cheese. And I mean, it, it's probiotic. So it's like super duper good for you. you. It eats a lot of the sugar in the milk. So it's not yeah. as much lactose. Do you like your guts must be pretty healthy? Oh, girl, my guts are they are smooth because you got just like probiotics going I, in and probiotics I going like out. All about the pre fibers now and the pro fibers. Oh and boy, the probiotics, yeah, you yeah. are a real machine. <laughs>
Does uh, does uh, Jamie just eat like like you he eats just? What I cook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So he was a little hesitant of the kefir cheese. Uh, he's like because of is, the nut bag what or are, what was the part? Well, he would walk in and be like, "What is this science experiment? What have yeah, you done?" Yeah, that's why I like that you do all. This and he'll weird watch stuff. me eat things for a while and be like, "Okay, he's not dead, so I'll try it." Ah! He hasn't died and from the put, fermentation. Exactly. So whether it's like, because I try to eat something fermented with every meal, he doesn't. But but yeah, so kimchi, sauerkraut, all that. And it's so good. You know, you make all of this I stuff. I like it all. Yeah. I don't make kefir cheese and I Girl, don't have a nut I'm milk gonna, bag. I'm going to bring you some okay. and you're going to you're gonna be a convert and then you're going to be doing recipes and with showing people cheese. 50 okay. different ways to make kefir cheese. I probably will. It sounds complicated, but I know there are people out there who, like, you've made it with yogurt. You just, again, you just, you're straining the. the I use way yogurt, out of yogurt in pretty much everything. Yeah. So. And pro tip if you do, even if you just put it in a colander, let it drain and then use that, like, for your dips and stuff. It's yep. thicker and then it doesn't get soupy, you know? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. What else do we need to talk Did about? Did you have bad guts before you got all probiotic y? <sighs> bad guts? Like, or did you just, you know, I, nobody cares, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, like I just, I had a lot of indigestion and okay. That so kind of stuff. yeah, you've healed yourself. Oh, abs- well, I wouldn't say healed, but yeah, definitely feel way better and things move a lot quicker through. Okay. That's good too, but uh, maybe a <laughs> bit of an overshare. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Mike, how are your cuts? Um, not as good as that. I'm telling you, man. Well, I had, you know, I look, you get older, you start getting issues. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And, and I had it. Really... Can I just point out Bradley is not old? No, but once you hit 40, right? I'm 47. I'll be 48 this year. When you I'm hit sorry. 40, your insides revolt. <laughs> like you can't eat the way you used to. No, every 10 years, your body shifts. Yeah. So what you were doing at 40, you'll have to switch that again at 50. Exactly. And so, then again at 60. And I will just tell you, like, I love food. And so I got to the point where I was like, okay, well, if we're going to keep eating, yeah. which I would like to do, we need to figure out what's going on. And I don't want to take a bunch of, you know, pills and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I get that. Okay. Um, are you, I'm going to out to dinner tonight. Have you gone to anywhere good out to dinner or where have you eaten? That's been fun. <sighs> Gosh. Do you know, I just went and had, we had Mexican food at, uh, what's it called? Cuatro's Las Milpas. Have you heard of this uh-uh. place? Um, I'll figure. There's two locations. There's one over in Bloomington, uh, and there's one on Lake Street. Quatro I'm kind of getting into this whole Indian thing again. Takiera, I can't say the word. Beria. 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 Yeah, yeah, that. Las Cuatro Milpas. There's one on Lake Street and one over in Bloomington. Yum. And it's just great, great, great tacos and. Have you been to Rog at 50th in France in Edina? No, you said Indian. So yes, I'm all about Indian. Indian. I, I've never been to Rog. They're having a pop-up dinner in March that's cooked by this woman named Chef Rosh, who's from Austin, Texas. Okay. And I went to her dinner in February. Oh, so good. What so good. What uh, She made puff pastry with avocado oil and flour. Like, there was no butter in it. Wow. And she made, like, this puff pot, like, pot pie. It was like the sixth course amongst eight courses. So I was just like, wait, I thought this was like a vegan dinner. This tastes like this buttery, delicious puff pastry. And she was like, oh, yeah, I just do avocado oil. I was like, wait a second. Indian food is so good at being able to like cook vegan and you don't even realize you're eating vegan. Yes. And you eat so much more vegetables and just, yeah, I'm all about eating. I'm obsessed with eating vegan. And also there is uh, on the West Side. There's a new fish market called Brookies. Okay. And that's great for people in the St. Louis Park, Golden Valley-ish area. 
and a new liquor store and specialty food market called Westside Market. And they have sandwiches, and they named a sandwich after Stephanie March. Oh, I saw you post about that. Yes, this. and I don't have a sandwich yet, but I think I will if what I lobby hard enough. What would your sandwich have on it? Well, I think my sandwich would be boring because I like horsey sauce, roast beef, pickled red onions, Yum. and gruyere. Yum. And that, I And French bread. Okay. That would be my sandwich. Or like a turkey wrap. Okay. I also like turkey wraps. Turkey wrap boring. Uh, wraps can be real delightful. They can, but sometimes they're just like wet and weird. Yeah, you have to like, Yes. <laughs> One time I made Ellie a wrap that was uh, a stick of cheese, that string cheese, and some spinach, and some mustard, and I wrapped it up. And she was like, this is not a wrap. This is leftover sandwich fixings from the crisper. (laughs) This isn't Um, even a sandwich. We could literally talk for the rest of the day about food. What's your favorite sandwich? Favorite sandwich would be a Cuban, like a really good Cuban sandwich. Who Where has a I really good have, Cubano? I feel like I just had a Cubano somewhere with pickles. Yes. Mustard. Mm, mustard. Yes. yes. Ham. So, yeah. Jambon. Yeah. So fancy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. Uh, Cubano, what's your favorite sandwich, Stephanie? My favorite sandwich right now would be the grilled cheese. Grilled cheese. I'm into I... grilled cheese. I would honestly have to say that my favorite sandwich, God, I haven't had a sandwich, but roast beef with horseradish. You said yeah. horseradish, and I'm like, ooh, I want some horseradish horse- cream. Yes. yes, with some roast beef and some Pickled onions. onions yeah. Maybe a little arugula. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more food in the break, <laughs> but when we come back, Mike over here is going to spin his game show roulette wheel. We're going to play a game. Oh, I'm very competitive. So Good. are you ready? Because well, I'll start shutting out the answer. Girl Friday. We do partner games. So we're playing together. Okay. When we return right here, I talk about seven one. Welcome back to the very last segment of our show today. Just for today. I mean, we're going to come back. Just for today, unless B. Arthur's waiting outside the door. Because sometimes that happens too. No. (laughs) Uh, It has been a treat to have Stephanie Hansen on the show today. Thank you so much. Stephanie, before we go, I just want to give you a quick moment to just tell people where you're at, where you're going to be, how they can find out more about all things Stephanie Hansen. So I am at Stephanie's Dish, all the places, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, all the places. Also, Stephanie'sDish.com. But tomorrow on Saturday, which is tomorrow, we're going to be at Max's Jewelry doing a live broadcast of Weekly Dish. We will be there from 9 to 11. Steph March and I will both be there. And then from 11 to 12, I'm going to do a book signing of the True North Cabin Cookbook. So if you don't have your cookbook yet or you want to get it for your Valentine. I will be there signing books for you. And they have the best chocolate there. Oh, oh they do. They really, Just truly please come do. by and eat chocolate with us. It's a delight. All right. Uh, now let's let Mike spin his wheel. Time now to play along. It's Game Show Here's your host, Mike Ganger. Well, you mentioned it, Bradley, heading into the break that Fridays, it's all about cooperative work together. It's all about teamwork and leaving on a positive note. So that's what we're going to try to do here. It yes, sounds so like don't you've be got... too competitive, Stephanie. Okay, Mike. It sounds like you have a really good teammate, though. She is very competitive, so she's going to want to win. Yeah. So you two are going to be working together to play a game. We're spinning the wheel to find out what we are going to be playing. Playing today for game show roulette. Oh, it's not the price is right. Family feud. I always get that wrong. You got it. Nicely done. We're playing the feud. So this is going to be the fast money round. Stephanie, you familiar with the family feud? Oh, yes. Okay. 
One of you two need to start. Or should we have Stephanie start? No, not Bradley start. Are you it's sure? It's his show, yes. Well, one of you, okay. Okay, cool. so then you need to go you out. You need to go to the soundproof room. Oh! Yeah, so, literally leave the room. Shoot, no, then I want you to leave. Okay, okay right. sounds good. <laughs> wow, her tune changed. Bye, I'll be Get back. Get out! So this is the fast money round. Basically, the two okay. of you need to collectively gain 200 points to win. Okay. That's what you have to do. So I'm going to read you five questions in rapid fire succession. You're going to give me the best answer that you can come up with in a quick amount of time. Oof. And we will go through. Don't worry, there's no pressure. Okay, I don't put the right. timer on or anything. Uh, you don't have to worry about uh, if you say the same answer because that's what Bradley will have to worry about. So we're good to go. So here we go. Are you ready? Yes. We'll get things started. With scared. this one. No, don't be scared. It's all fun. Name something you would hate to see on the bottom of your shoe. Gum. Na- uh, sorry, other than feet, name something that runs. Stockings. Name the most useful body part that begins with the letter L. Lips. Name a word you can use instead of woman. <laughs> a word other than woman's. Synonym for woman. Um, Anyone. Chick. Name something that might be brewing. Beer. All right. There you go. You got your answers in there. Now what we'll do here before Bradley gets back is we'll run through and figure out how you did. Okay? Okay. Compared we'll to the survey says Yeah. People? So, yeah, okay. there was there was 100 people surveyed for each one of those questions. And based on how uh, they answered, you're trying to match as many as you possibly can. So we'll start off with the first one. Name something you hate to see on the bottom of your shoe. You said gum. Guess what? It's a winner. That's the number one answer. Gum was the number one answer. That is 49 points. You are already basically a fourth of the way there. Look at you go. Next one. Other than feet, name something that runs. You said stockings. Did anyone else say stockings? They did. It was only worth eight points, though. Oh. It's all right. It was on there. Okay. It was on there. Uh, The name the most useful body part that begins with L. You said lips, correct? Yes. All right. Is lips on the board? It is, but just 12 points. So we're oh. kind of slowing down a little bit here. 49 on the first. You've got uh, 20 more, though. You're sitting at 69 right now. Name a word you can use instead of woman. You said chick. <laughs> Survey says it's on the board. Oh. It's seven, but it's on oh. the board. There you go. And finally, name something that might be brewing. What'd you say on this one? Beer. You said beer. Is beer on the board? Number two answer, beer, 28 points. That is a solid start. Okay. You're at 104. All right, so Nicely I got done. us halfway. You got, you got halfway, so uh, go ahead and grab Bradley if okay, you can. Bradley! <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> oh, is I supposed to not No, you're fine. It's great. I got us halfway. Yay! was very fun 104 to be exact Ooh, okay good where right. you sit as so a team yes, i left room for you on a few categories hope. thank you i remember bradley if while we're going through these you hear this sound that means it's an answer that was already given and i need you to give me a different answer you got it okay again we're playing the feud and uh stephanie hansen got to 104 points not bad not to start bad. things okay. off a fantastic start let's <sighs> run through these pressure. all right Name something, Bradley, you would hate to see on the bottom of your shoe. Poop. Okay. Other than feet, name something that runs. Uh, um, a chicken. Uh, name the most useful body part that begins with L. Libido. Name a word you <laughs> can use instead of woman. Wait, say that again? Name another word for woman. G- lady. 
<laughs> Name something that might be brewing. Beer. <laughs> Need another different answer. Uh, tea. Okay, you got him. You got him in. All right. Oh, again, you need a hundred. I'm not feeling good about his, <laughs> his answer. Libido's <laughs> not a body part. Couple of them. Okay. Well, the only other thing I can think of is lobe. But... Leg. Oh, oh, hey, that's a good one. Uh, that might be the number one answer. I don't I know. know. Okay. I think it right. is. Okay, number. Uh, we'll run through these here. And again, you're at 104, which means you need 96 total points okay, for right, to get you to the finish line. The first one is poop on the board. Of I bet that's the number is. one yes. answer. No, you actually got the number one answer with gum. gum. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That so, was going to be my second answer if yep. you picked poop. Nope. It was, uh, yeah. So right now, 147 is where you guys sit. You're in oh, good okay. shape here. We're getting there. Uh, name something other than your feet that runs. I don't I said is chicken. chicken on the board. <laughs> it is not. What, what else runs? Water. Uh, Water slash toilet. Oh, I just kept a, thinking of like animals running for some reason. A chicken car run? engine, a refrigerator, your nose. Oh, God. Stockings slash pantyhose, which uh, stockings is what uh, Stephanie said. One. And then clock. I'm sorry, so, Stephanie. That's okay. Next up, name something that begins with a... I'm not even going to finish it. Come on. No. Libido is not on the board. It's, it's a, a body, body part, part for me. <laughs> if, if Gross. You, if you... <laughs> You're like Charles Dawson, or no, <laughs> Richard, Richard Dawson. Richard Dawson, yeah, like, hey, Ugh. come kiss my libido. Yeah, that's exactly oh, what he would goodness. say, something real creepy. Ugh. That man, wow. What um, did you pick, Stephanie? She said lips, which was 12. Oh, smart. The number one answer was indeed legs. That uh, was 77 points. You would have won I'm with that I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all right, though. We still got time. Uh, we? Name another <laughs> word for woman. You said lady. Lady's a good one. Lady. Well, I, my first instinct was to say <laughs> gal. And I was like, what am I, 100? I said chick. Gal. <laughs> Okay, hey, chick. So. Gal would have been five points. Chick was seven points. Lady was 36 points. Yes! That's the number one answer. Oh. Which means you are 17 points away. We can do it. We can do and it. And I know the number one answer to the next one, and neither of us got it. Neither oh. of you got the number one answer, which indeed was... Coffee. Coffee was the number one answer. Again, name something that is brewing. You need 17 points. He could well, get us over Why the didn't line? I say coffee, by the way? I didn't either. I said beer. Is tea on the board? <gasps> it is on the board. Now, here's oh. the question. Is it worth 17 points? I don't think so. Coffee was 37 points. Oh, then there is points to pick up. Beer was 28 points. We could do this. We could do this. Trouble was eight. <laughs> Trouble's a brewing. <laughs> Trouble was eight points. Trouble's a brewing city or whatever that movie is a storm was five points oh. a plot was three points oh my god t was exactly 17 points ah! you nailed it we did it nicely oh done oh my god we got a whole room full of furniture i could not have whatever price I give literally it. exactly 200 wow. points oh my god Y'all that, crushed is, a it. First. that, that is, is a first that is a first fantastic can't wait to come done. back and play again congratulations and to us well done. Thank you so much for being with us it today, Stephanie. Oh, wow. Perfect timing. Although it went so fast. I know, but it was delightful. I had a blast. Uh, and please catch Stephanie, of course, on the weekly dish and, and give the other Stephanie all of our love and kisses. Yes. I haven't seen her in 100 or years. Or come to Max's tomorrow. Yeah, come to Max's. See them broadcast live. Up next, Lori and Julia. And of course, have a great and safe and hopefully, dear God, warm weekend. Woo-woo. Bye.